I'm Chloe Potter, and this is Vision Vibes, the podcast that hopes to give you inspiration and tools to live a more satisfying life. Today's interviewee is Kate Griggs. She's an author, campaigner, and charity founder who's on a mission to increase awareness and understanding about dyslexia. Dyslexia is a neurological condition, and it affects reading and writing abilities. It's long been viewed in a purely negative light because it's associated with people struggling while they're at school. But a new understanding of the condition is beginning to emerge because often it's associated with enhanced capabilities in other areas. Dyslexics are often really creative, for example, or really excellent at problem solving. And of course, with the advent of technology, the disadvantages of the condition, such as difficulty with spelling, are becoming far less of a problem. I was only introduced to this idea that dyslexia is more of a superpower than a disadvantage last year. I helped a teenager from New Zealand called Elliot. He's dyslexic, and he set out to make a documentary to communicate all the many advantages that the condition brings to his life. It turns out that dyslexics are often incredibly successful people. The list of famous inventors, creatives and millionaires with dyslexia is a long one. Kate is someone who experiences her dyslexia as a positive thing. Dyslexic challenges are almost all of the things that we measure as um, a measure of success at school. So... Uh, literacy, getting your thoughts on paper, spelling. We tend to have amazing ideas, but really struggle to get them on paper. So technology can empower that hugely. We're not great at remembering lots of facts and figures and regurgitating them in timed exams. That's hell for most dyslexics. So most of education is based on a very linear, sequential approach to learning and a lot of rote learning and memorization. Those are all the areas that dyslexics have challenges with. And I think for um, any parent or any teacher watching this, a mismatch between what a child seems capable of verbally and just gets and then how they're translating um, into their schoolwork is a really, really important flag to, to say this child is dyslexic. And it's really important to pick those kids up as soon as you see that. It's really, really frustrating that the world tends to see dyslexia just for the negatives. And um, all of our challenges feed into a lot of the things that we measure in school. So it is very frustrating for dyslexic people because we have all these incredible skills that are not being measured in school. And therefore, we tend to leave school either with our dyslexia unidentified because there's a lack of knowledge with teachers or certainly our strengths not being recognised and championed. And that's such a, such a waste of human potential. So if we look across history, a lot of the greatest inventions of all time come from a dyslexic mind. And then if you look into current day innovations, uh, Apple, both Steve Jobs and Johnny Ive were dyslexic. You have Richard Branson, who's disrupted lots of industries with the Virgin brand, and Ikea, who completely transformed the way we buy furniture. It isn't a difficulty or disability, it's a different way of thinking, and it's so important that we embrace that. Well, my whole family are dyslexic. I mean, literally my whole family. Um, My brother, myself, my father, my dad was one of six and five out of six of the siblings are dyslexic. So there are dyslexic cousins. Um, I have two dyslexic children. My husband's dyslexic. So literally everywhere. We're all dyslexic thinkers, which is amazing. 
I think 30 or 40 years ago, it was just beginning to be something that people talked about, although we have known for over 100 years about dyslexia. Um, and to start off with, I think my family, we just thought we were all creative or scientific or thought, thought differently. And it wasn't until we started school that we realised that we all of us started to struggle. My brother and I both started to struggle. And it was then that um, we were identified as being dyslexic. When Ted, my eldest son, started school, I just assumed things would be okay um, and I actually went into his class when he started proper school at sort of three and a half and said it's very clear that my son's dyslexic because he's very creative and he's good at this and um, I was met with a sort of a, a very strange expression of why are they looking at this as a positive I think they thought I was completely loopy um, and basically said that well if, if he is dyslexic we'll pick it up and we'll deal with it um, but they didn't and Ted wasn't supported and he became a very unhappy little child because he was so scared of going to school. Um, and that's what drove me to start campaigning and do the work that I do. Ted actually said to me, he came home from school one day and I was putting him to bed and he said to me, Mummy, what do I do to not wake up in the morning? Because he hated school so much, he just wanted to stay asleep and that's really heartbreaking. If Kate's young son can feel so alone in his dyslexia in a family full of happy and fulfilled dyslexics, imagine what it might be like for others, for others whose dyslexia is not recognised, whose special superpowers are not celebrated and harnessed. Kate wants to guard against that as much as possible, and she believes that a big part of the answer is training for teachers. Using technology, teachers anywhere can now be trained to really understand how to recognise dyslexia and how to teach children who have a dyslexic mind to make sure that they're supported and that they can reach their full potential. The world of work is also beginning to change. Kate mentioned the entrepreneur Richard Branson there, who's another very famous dyslexic. He also agrees that being dyslexic gives you special attributes and it's something that you should be proud of and that you should actually advertise. There's now a label that you can add to your profile on LinkedIn, for example, which says that you have a dyslexic mind. Richard Branson believes that every single team would benefit from having a person who's dyslexic. This is a huge shift from the days when dyslexia was seen as a shorthand for not being very bright. Perhaps it could even become a sought-after trait. What is clear is that technology has a really important role to play. In 2015 is when we set up Made by Dyslexia and the mission is to use technology to create free tools for every single teacher to be trained um, and to really highlight that dyslexic thinking is a really important and valuable skill. So that's the mission of the charity which was set up in 2015. I met Richard Branson through my brother and Richard still says that it's really important to have a dyslexic thinker on any board because we bring a different dimension to business. He's super passionate about dyslexia and the power of dyslexic thinking. We do know that in other languages, if you have a language that is based on pictures, uh, that it's a lot easier to learn to read than it is if you're looking at an English-based language or European-based language that's based on the sounds in the words because that's where phonologically dyslexics tend to struggle. And that whilst there might be more of a stigma in some of um, the uh, J Japanese or Chinese or Singapore um, 
institutions and education systems, dyslexia still exists and it's still important to recognise dyslexia not just about reading but as a whole spectrum of the way that we think. So the strengths are still there and there'll still be challenges within those um, countries with children learning how to uh, learn rote learning, take exams, all of those things still apply. We're a global charity and we operate in all sorts of of different countries. And there are different dilemmas in different countries. For instance, we do a lot in the United Arab Emirates. Um, There is a huge stigma around dyslexia and disability in that region. And we're doing a lot of work with the governments there to try and uh, train teachers and to make sure that we remove that stigma. But Dyslexia is a problem in schools across the world. There isn't any one country that is doing it any better than others, to be honest, which is why um, we are really focused on making sure with our Learn Dyslexia campaign that we create free training in every different language we can possibly need it in to make sure that we're teaching teachers globally. The advent of technology has been a game changer for dyslexics. Spell check, um, the fact that you can do speech to text or text to speech is phenomenal. But what's happening now with AI is going to be the absolute game changer for dyslexic people because all of the things that we struggle with are all going to be provided by technology. This massive wealth of information is going to be delivered to us. And we are masters at looking across lots of information and getting to the bits that are really, really important, simplifying things, adding that creative human element to what machines are um, providing is going to be an absolute game changer for for dyslexic people, but also for organisations. And it's so important we recognise that the skills that we need in the workplace to live alongside this incredible technology are dyslexic thinking skills. I think I am surprised at how much we've achieved. Um, but it isn't just me. This is a, a movement of dyslexic people and, and now is our time. Technology is um, helping us to, to be able to support the things we're not good at and allowing us to focus on our strengths. So I think it's we have a global movement that's on a mission at speed um, and our mission is to not exist because if we can help to make sure every single teacher is trained and every single workplace is empowered to understand and support dyslexia, then we don't need to be here. Most of the negativity that surrounds dyslexia is due to the narrow nature of our education system. The focus remains on maths, English and examinations and and that can put dyslexics at a disadvantage. And it's a disadvantage that they won't face in the real world when they can turn to technology or be part of a team of people who have different strengths. So perhaps it's time for some different thinking about schooling. Do we need to run parallel schools that cater to different brain types, for example? It seems that too often, neurodivergent children are misunderstood, mislabeled and not helped, not allowed to reach their full potential. If you haven't seen one of the most watched TED Talks by education reformer Sir Ken Robinson, the titles Do Schools Kill Creativity? I really recommend you do. It's so moving, and it's a beautiful reminder of how humanity's diversity is its greatest strength. We don't have a global population of cookie-cutter copies, and that is a really wonderful thing. 
Could there be ways for our education system to better reflect and support the plethora of brains and people? Kate's mission is to create a world where her charity and her work is no longer necessary. Spreading a new understanding about dyslexia is a huge part of that, and we can all do our bit to spread awareness. A first step might be to share or discuss this episode with others. This interview with Kate was originally broadcast on television as part of the interview series Direct Talk. Head to the NHK World website to watch it. And if you've enjoyed this episode of Vision Vibes, you might like to dive into our other interviews. For more on neural divergence, you might like to listen to the Nancy Gianni episode, Her Child Has Down Syndrome. And if you want to hear more about educational reform, try the Christopher Emden episode. I'm Chloe Potter. Join us next time for more mind-expanding insights from inspiring people on Vision Vibes.